0: What's going on guys, hardest part of the ring back here with a very very special episode of The Apron Bump. This episode is all about NXT UK, The, uh, in my opinion the best kept secret of WWE right now. Love what they're doing over there in the UK. You know, everybody loves NXT. I love NXT too. Don't don't get me wrong, but there's just something different about NXT UK. Even though it's still under the WWE umbrella, it does. Um, you gotta like really watch it. Like I can't put it into words to describe it, but they do a great job in creating their own atmosphere over there. It's like a whole different. It's a whole different feel. You know, the wrestling is different. The promos are different. And in my opinion. That's just the kind of stuff that I like. Back in the uh, that original UK title tournament, you know, the one where Tyler Bate won that tournament, you know, where we got introduced to Pete Dunne and Trent Seven and Jordan Devlin and all those guys. I think it was like three years ago. That original tournament. That was probably some of the most fun I've had in watching wrestling in the past five years or so. I don't know if it's the the, the atmosphere that it presents or just the uh, the uh, subtleties of what they do, but I really love NXT UK. And in case you aren't aware, NXT UK is having a takeover event this weekend in Blackpool. And I am super pumped for it. And you're probably sitting there to yourself, not knowing anything about this event, or maybe you know about the event, but you don't know any of the matches. Or maybe you know the matches, but you don't know the people Who who are the people involved? like What do they represent? What are the motivations? What are the storylines? Etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, I'm here to lend your mind at ease and tell you that I'm going to cover that for you. Because I, like I'm sure a lot of you, I kind of fall behind NXT UK. You know, because after Cardiff, right? Or I guess, so their last takeover in Cardiff was around the time where, you know, AEW was starting their TV show it was around the time where NXT was moving to 2 hours on USA and then you throw in Raw and SmackDown and all the other pay-per-views and all the other wrestling that's happening nowadays NXT UK kind of fell on the back burner for me um so i realized that i'm actually 2 months behind like i i, I think the, i think the episode that i'm on is from october 17th so my goal here with this podcast is I'm going to catch myself up and I'm going to help catch you guys up so you guys don't have to watch every episode to be caught up and to understand the backstory behind this upcoming takeover event this Sunday in Blackpool. So in this podcast, I'm basically going to go through each episode pretty much since Cardiff, maybe a few. I start a few episodes after Cardiff, but you'll get a feel of how storylines originate and how they progress each week so i'm gonna go over each episode very pretty quickly probably um just kind of highlight some of the things that i liked some of the things i didn't like and kind of uh tie it all together and give my uh, give my takes on how they're built building towards this event so and just to provide a little more context i've i've pretty much steered clear of um of spoilers somehow so um, I do I do know a few of the matches that are occurring on the pay per view. So I know some of the end results of you know rivalries and how they're going to culminate on the, uh, the takeover event. But uh, other than that, man, I'm I'm along on this journey along with you guys. So should be fun. October seventeenth, twenty nineteen. This episode was taped in uh, Brentwood, England. And uh, before I get going here, I know uh, on a commentary. The, uh, the original team was Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness, who worked great together. I mean, I thought there was no better team, and at least definitely in the WWE, than those two. I mean, just go back and watch the last NXT TakeOver or UK TakeOver Cardiff. Those two do a great job and just sucking you in and making you think that what's happening in the ring is a legitimate fight. And that's what makes wrestling that, – That that's when wrestling is at its best when the legitimacy is preserved at as much as it can be and you're able to suspend your disbelief. And I think these two along with just the, the general atmosphere of NXT UK, it's not as produced as you know, raw would be or Smackdown would be. It's I feel like the commentators have more free reign on these shows, which makes it all the more enjoyable to watch. But Tom Phillips has taken Vic Joseph's spot on commentary since Vic is on raw. Obviously he can't do both things really. Um, and if they have tom phillips on payroll and he's a he's a quality commentator why not use him for something so um tom phillips and nigel doing the commentary here and i love these two together just throughout this whole show they, they already have great chemistry and it's i believe they probably have done like one or two shows before this but love these two guys on commentary together just wanted to throw that in there um first match here we got Ilya Dragunov versus saxton huxley Uh, Apparently, Saxton Huxley has a new nickname or a new uh, catchphrase, uh, according to Nigel McGinnis, which is, uh, there he goes, there goes Saxton Huxley. So a great addition by Nigel there. Um, This is pretty much a squash match. Uh, Ilya Dragunov is just being built to be a a future title contender here. Um, He he had that great match with Cesaro on the last takeover, and he's been pretty much unstoppable other than a few, maybe one or two losses. Since his debut. But just a uh, display for Dragunov here. Um, Alexander Wolf Comes out. During the middle of this match. Kind of just to, to watch. Kind of just scout. Looks like he's scouting Ilya here. So kind of setting up. A, uh, I assume there's going to be a deal here. Where they try to bring him into Imperium. Um, and that's kind of further solidified. When uh, Marcel Bartel and Fabian Iker Come out after the match. They kind of just look at. Ilya Dragunov and just kind of walk on by him. So kind of building a little tension there. You don't know which way it's going to go. Most likely it's going to end up with a, a feud between Ilya Dragunov and probably Alexander Wolf, but we'll see how that plays out. Next match, we have The Hunt, a team comprised of Wild Boar and Primate versus Imperium, uh, Bartel and Eichner. And if you're watching, if you've been watching the Dusty Classic, it's the, the two guys that were facing the Forgotten Sons on the most recent episodes of NXT. So the hunt versus Imperium, uh, the hunt has been, um, they kind of started out as like kind of a, not a job or team, but definitely like a lower tier team, but they've been kind of building them up in the past couple of weeks to be a uh, legitimate contenders. And that was one definitely, you know, NXT UK is still in its infancy. And for a while there, they were kind of struggling to build their, uh, you know, between the world title rankings and the tag rankings and the women's rankings um, it's kind of spread thin at first, but I think, uh, in this past year or so, they've done a good job in building legitimate contenders, both in singles and in tag. And, uh, the hunt is one example of that. You know, they kind of started out as a whatever team, but you know, they're two unique characters, kind of prime. I mean, one guy's name is Primate, so Obviously they're primal, but they're kind of, kind of goofy, but kind of entertaining at the same time. Um, story here is like they're kind of just stepping up to Imperium, Imperium, it was the four man faction that's kind of been running a roughshod over NXT UK. So the hunt are kind of stepping up to them, letting them know that they won't be stepped over. Um, it's a good match here, a good tag match. Um, but Imperium ends up getting the win, solidifying those two guys as one of the more dominant forces in the tag division. Next, we have a women's match. We have a Nina Samuels versus Zaya Brookside. Um, Nina Samuels has, uh, is probably one of the more, um, the better characters they have there on NXT UK. Um, like I was saying, they were kind of they didn't really have a strong women's division at first. It was kind of Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley, and that was pretty much it. Um but Nina's just does a really good job at connecting as just like kind of a shitty heel like like a like in a good way, you know what I mean? Just like a like a, a legitimate bitch, you know. She's not like Alana, who is just like a like a bulldozer, like that does it way too much where it kind of pulls you out of it you know what i mean nina samuels kind of does like the subtle things like she kind of gives you the, the feeling that she might actually just be a bitch you know what i mean um but nina samuels is a great character that they have there inside brookside is kind of like the plucky baby face you know the ricky steamboat type character that they're building up to be uh probably a a future title contender versus some uh some heel that she'll take down someday um obviously the, the daughter of robbie brookside you know, and that's another good thing is that Zaya Brookside isn't just like a, uh, just the typical underdog baby face. You know, they've gone through efforts to build her as more than that. Basically, the story here is that she's the daughter of Robbie Brookside. But Robbie has been very hands-off as far as her career goes, which basically forced Zaya to earn her own spot. But I believe, because I believe Zaya wrestled in the Mae Young Classic this past year and I remember it serves me right. I believe commentary said that that was the first time her dad ever watched her wrestle. So it's basically, yeah, she's the daughter of a famous wrestler, a famous UK legend, but that, that his name isn't what she's relied on to, for her to find success. So good, uh good baby face background for her. And I think that's a good foundation for her character. And uh, I think that provides her an avenue to have a uh, slow burn climb to the title one day and uh so nina samuels versus zaya brookside is the match zaya ends up getting the roll-up win here catching naya uh, i'm sorry uh, nina off guard and um so it kind of preserves nina's heat in some way because it was because it was kind of a uh, and out of nowhere finish but it also helps build up zaya helps her get credibility for her for her uh for her background and for her character next up we have a uh, we have jordan devlin coming out to the ring for a promo you know he does the whole uh the whole swerve gimmick where you know he comes out trying to be all humble says he's not arrogant and says he doesn't think he's better than everyone else but he says he knows he's better says he's the best sports entertainer on the planet that whole deal and then dave mastiff the human bowling ball comes out comes out to the ring to kind of challenge him you know he's not the best that he's the best Jordan Devlin ends up hitting him with a sucker punch but then uh Mastiff returns by uh you know kicking the shit out of him a little bit giving him a, a huge senton and we know you know Jordan Devlin's whole deal is you never he, he's the ace of NXT UK and you don't bend against the ace uh Dave Mastiff says he's always willing to bet against the ace or whatever I don't know. it's a whole thing but um basically setting up a match between these two neither are in the title picture at the moment but two these two guys have pretty much been there since the start and um they both have been winning consistently both are really top contenders both are really strong characters um strong credibility behind these two so um i'm looking forward to, to see what that turns out to because these are two uh, talented dudes and uh looking forward to see who wins and next they have a little uh rivalry uh package that kind of highlights the rivalry between trent seven and noam dar basically the story here is that noam's just been annoying trent basically since pete dunn isn't in nxt uk anymore so the whole thing is that british strong style has been broken up so noam's kind of poking fun at that these two had a match uh, a few weeks ago where noam won by dq um because just because trent was so incensed by noam um, so no M1 by TQ in their previous match. and ended up taking Trent Seven's towel, which is, I guess is a an important part of his character. So um, this video package here is basically building to a match between these two next week. And the main event of this show is for the NXT UK tag team championships, the champions flash Morgan Webster and uh, Mark Andrews. And they're taking on Gallus, the team of Mark coffee and Wolfgang. just want to say right here Gallus might have one of the, worst theme songs in wrestling like it is so slow and it just doesn't seem like it fits their characters i don't know if it's supposed to be like dramatic or i don't know if people in the uk think that's good music but it's very like it's just very boring it doesn't get you pumped up for the match at all i don't know i've always hated their theme song but i digress they're still pretty good in the ring that was evidenced by this match here because it was a really good match between these two teams um a lot of cool spots. I love them. Mar- or, uh, Flash Morgan Webster doing the 619 around the post, like on the outside, and uh transitioning that into a Hurricane Rana. Also, Andrews and Webster have a gnarly looking finisher where basically uh Mark Andrews does a poison Rana while Flash Morgan Webster gives him like a V trigger knee. And they did it in this match and it looked beautiful on Wolfgang. And Wolfgang sold it perfectly, just spiked vertically into the mat. It's um, so a really good, hard hitting match and ended up with Gallus getting the win here and taking the Tag Team Championships off of Morgan and Andrews. So uh, I did not see that coming, but uh, pretty good to see. You know, Gallus has been a, a constant thread throughout the entirety of NXT UK on the network. So good to see them get some gold around their waist, build their credibility up. So we'll see how it builds from there. Next episode, October 24th, 2019. Still in Brentwood, England Episode starts out with Imperium, all four guys coming out To the ring, basically stating That NXT UK is Their kingdom, and that no group Can compete with us Emphasis on group Which uh, leads to Gallus coming Out, uh, Joe, Mark Coffee, Along with Wolfgang And uh, they basically come Out laughing at them, thinking that This is their kingdom or whatever Basically, you know, setting up a uh some gang warfare in the future which is a uh, an aspect of wrestling that i really like and in my opinion i feel like it's very underutilized i think that could be used more um between the other brands of wwe and other mainstream avenues of wrestling it's interesting here because both groups imperium and gallus have been uh have been heel factions so uh it's gonna be interesting to see how that dichotomy works out with here basically because gallus and british strong style had been feuding you know in the past few months so gallus basically congratulates imperium for kind of running them out of nxt uk or at least pete dunn i guess but they state that nxt uk is actually their kingdom fellas if, if you weren't aware um it's a whole thing there um basically setting up a faction versus faction rivalry in the upcoming weeks right here so looking forward to see how that shapes up first match on this show the team uh, the new team of oliver carter and ashton smith versus the grizzled young veterans uh carter and smith i know carter is a guy that uh, recently debuted on the show um i think he's i believe he's from ghana um apparently pretty big on the indies i had never heard of him but they paired him with ashton smith here who has been with nxt uk since the beginning pretty much, um, really hasn't given the audience something to sink their teeth into as far as his character goes. Um, but the dude, it seems like he has a good amount of talent. I think he's, I believe he's pretty young. So um, they seem pretty persistent on trying things with him. And it's a good thing they, they are persistent at that because in this match, Ashton, Ashton Smith was super over um, when he got the hot tag from Oliver Carter. The crowd was really with him here, but to no avail. Grizzled Young Veterans get the win here. I'm kind of torn because I guess it makes sense that these two are stay a team. But Zach Gibson is such a good heel on his own. I believe that he could slide right into the world title picture whenever he wanted to. Um, not just in NXT UK, but any other brands, really. But uh, I think the tag team division is still pretty thin. You know, They keep throwing new teams in there like, like Oliver Carter and Ashton and Smith. But um, they're still kind of building the tag team division to be something credible and to have like a lot of good, credible teams involved in it. So I don't blame Zach Gibson still sticking in this division with his partner, James Drake. But we'll love to see him break apart uh, sometime soon, maybe after the upcoming takeover. So Young uh, veterans get the win here over Carter and Smith. Um, but then after the match, they start beating down on them, you know, because of their heels, which uh, prompts Mark andrews and flash morgan webster to come out and make the save the guys have just lost the titles so a lot of tag teams involved in the in the title picture here so kind of just establishing all those teams as top contenders and you uh and that furthers it even more um after the match or i guess like after the commercial there is a little interaction backstage between the new champions gallus and the Grizzly Young Veterans, so kind of establishing tension between those te- two teams as well. So who knows how this uh, the title picture is going to shape up in the next few weeks? Next match is Ligero, Ligaro? Ligue- 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 next match is Ligero versus Travis Banks. Uh, these are two guys, two veterans in the ring, um, but just not have they, ha- they have not hit with the audience for whatever reason. Neither of these two guys are. P- particularly exciting to me it's like Liguero, like his whole character so he's like he's a guy from leeds england that wears a mask and he calls himself a luchador even though he's not at all mexican and i don't even know if he's ever wrestled in mexico or any you know central america or any you know any of those countries that lucha wrestling comes from so he's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek kind of like el generico was back in the day like a pretend luchador but they did they had a video package a few weeks ago where they basically asked him why he wears a mask and his answer i forget the exact wording but they basically ask him what do you think makes Lagero stand out and Leguero goes oh, my mask does i wear a mask that makes me stand out like he's literally just wearing it because he's so bland and he has nothing else to add to his character or nothing else to put him over so he wears a mask because that makes him different which i guess people have different things to make them stand out and you gotta do what you gotta do but in the ring on the mic he's been he's pretty bland in my opinion um but dude i mean he i'm sure he works hard so you can pretty much same say the same thing about travis banks um both of these guys are just very bland very kind of soft offense from both of these guys, Travis Banks particularly, I mean, they call him the buzzsaw, but he has some of the weakest fucking kicks I've ever seen. That being said, this match is actually still pretty good, even though it's kind of like the battle of who gives a shit. It starts off with a lot of chain wrestling, kind of progresses into a slugfest, lots of roll-ups, a lot of, a lot, lot of double pins, and the match actually ends up with a double pin, and ends up with a, as a draw, since, uh, it was kind of like a bat double, backslide pin so both their shoulders were on the mat both of the guys got pinned so they ruled it a draw so i'm sure there'll be some sort of rematch in the future main event of the show noam dar versus trent seven noam dar comes out first trent seven then makes his entrance and before he can really like get in the ring get ready noam dar attacks him before the bell uh takes him outside throws him into the steps into the barricade and all that um, so a little pre-match beat down by Noam Dar here, but then Trent comes back and they fight back and forth. Um, I really, really like this match. I like the little uh, the uh, homages to British Strong Style in the match. You know, Noam's because the whole deal here is Noam Dar is making fun of Trent since British Strong Style has been kind of broken up. So he he goes for Tyler Bates' finisher. Noam does on Trent Seven. He does the little uh, Pete Dunn kick to the head. He does the Seven Stars Lariat, which is Trent Seven's finisher. You know He's kind of stealing all these moves and incorporating them into the match. But that ends up biting him on the ass because the final sequence of the match is uh, Trent Seven doing the little bop and bang punch that Tr- Tyler Bate does, followed by the finger break that Pete Dunn does, and then the uh, Birmingham hammer that uh, is Trent Seven's finisher. So it's basically little uh little moves from all of his british strong style mates ends up giving trent seven the win here so super good match uh, i assume that's kind of the the end of that rivalry but uh building trent seven here to be uh, a top contender on his own he's kind of been in tag teams his whole stint there so we'll see how he does as a singles competitor next episode october 31st 2019 this is a next set of tapings for nxt uk uh, taping from Brentwood, England. First match is Ginny uh, and Jazzy Gabbert versus Rhea Ripley and Piper Niven. So Ginny and Jazzy. Ginny's kind of like the the shitty slimy heel and Jazzy's kind of her bodyguard type. And then you have Rhea and Piper on the other side who are kind of had a rivalry in the past few months but have now, I guess, gained a bit of respect for each other. It's a passable match, I guess. But um, but Rhea and Piper end up getting the win here after Piper pins Jazzy Gabbert with a Michinuku driver. Uh, This match here kind of seemed like a passing of the torch to me Um, from Rhea passing on to Piper. Uh, Rhea, you know, when NXT UK started up, she was the dominant heel there. Like, she was the big... I mean, you can see she's already progressed to NXT US and is of course the champion there. So she's a huge star in the making and she's kind of a situation where she was a, a big fish in a small pond, you could say, but I guess they're kind of passing that moniker on to Piper Niven, who I guess is going to be the next powerhouse force in the women's division there. So good little deal here. Um, did what they intended to do. And the match is good for what it was supposed to be. The next match is Cassius Ono versus the debuting, a kid um i've never heard of a kid before i guess he's uh pretty big in the indies over there in the uk the first spanish-born wwe wrestler which is surprising to me i figured there would have been at least a couple um and that's just according to the commentary on this show but i think I could be wrong uh apparently a kid stands for anonymous kid because i guess for his first match he didn't have a have like a name so the crowd was just chanting Anonymous Kid, and then they started calling him A-Kid, and I guess that just stuck. But um, didn't know what to expect from him. But uh, I liked what I saw. Apparently he had a, a mixed martial arts background as well, um, and you can see that a lot in this match because there was a lot of good chain wrestling. You know, Cassie was one of the best at that, um, implementing that, that uh, British catch style along with just uh, traditional chain wrestling. And A-Kid hung with him, you know, incorporating some you know triangles and arm bars and other jiu-jitsu related maneuvers in this match too so it really gelled well lots of good chain wrestling uh, you have you know cash ono getting the heat by distracting the ref and then punching a kid in the throat i thought it was kind of funny he like took his sleeve off to distract the ref and then went for the heel tactic there um but uh, a kid actually ends up getting the win here by count out which is a kind of a weird thing here because they, so they were fighting on the outside and the count was getting up there like seven or eight and then cash whips A-Kid into the ring, like into the, to the apron, but then A-Kid does like a 619 kind of maneuver, so he's from, from the outside, he kind of, spins, like, in between the bottom rope and the apron, like, kind of makes his feet go in the ring, and then spins around and kicks Cassius Ono, knocks Ono down, and then, uh, A-Kid just kind of gets back in the ring and wins by a count out, but wouldn't that reset the count? No? Because A-Kid kind of went in the ring, so kind of a misstep there i think in logic on their part but it was a pretty good match and i'm pretty i'm assuming this will kind of set up a uh a rematch of some sort although after the match ono was uh upset at this loss so he attacked a kid by behind or from behind as he was celebrating um starts beating him down puts on the cassius clutch on him in the middle of the ring um which I guess is like an old submission finisher of his that he hasn't incorporated in several years. But then Tyler Bate comes out to make the save. Um I think last week there was a backstage segment where uh Tyler Bate kind of endorsed A Kid as someone to to look at in the future. So there's kind of some uh, cohesion there between Bate and A Kid. So we'll probably see uh a match between Tyler Bate and Cashisano sometime down the road. After that we have a match Joseph Connors versus Roy Johnson, a.k.a. Big Wavy. Uh, so I guess from uh, my understanding and from what the commentators were saying, I guess Big Wavy was um, in the WWE like three years ago, and then maybe I don't know if he was released or if he's been injured or what the deal with him has been, but I guess he's been gone for a while, and this is kind of his return to WWE. I don't know a lot about Big Wavy, but he has this, like, this power builder kind of frame um seems pretty athletic too so i'm sure he has a lot of talent i just don't know a lot about him um but joseph connors gets the win here he's kind of been on a little winning streak um he's been kind of one of those guys that's just been there in nxt uk he hadn't he didn't have a lot of success in the beginning um it seems like they're starting to build him as a uh a legitimate contender you know he hasn't lost and uh the commentator said he hasn't lost in four months and then he gets a win here as well so who knows what the future holds for Connors? Um, I think he has a lot of—he's starting to build a little bit of—is uh, he's starting to build his character a little bit? I think, um, but for a long time, you know, the crowd was kind of just sitting on their hands for his matches. But starting to look, get a little bit momentum behind him, so we'll see what happens with that. After that, uh, Kaylee Ray, the NXT Women's Champion, comes out to the ring. Basically, she says she's happy that Tody Storm is not there. Um, I think she might've been like injured at this point or something, or she wasn't on TV, whatever the case is. So Kaylee is kind of mocking Tony storm for basically being run out of NXT UK. And then, uh, she has to kind of shits on Zaya Brookside because, um, there was a battle Royal a few weeks ago where Kaylee Ray won, but, uh, she won by eliminating Zaya Brookside. And, uh, it was kind of one of the deals where she was hiding under the ring until the very end. And, once is like the only one in the ring, she kind of sneaks up behind her and throws her out. So Zaya I guess, claimed that uh Ray was cheating and there's a whole thing there. So surely there will be a match between those two somewhere down the line. After that, we have a backstage promo from Gallus. So Joe and Mark Coffey, along with Wolfgang are backstage, have a camera and uh, basically mocking Imperium for not having all the gold. Because of course, Gallus are the tag team champions. They say that this is their kingdom, and Imperium is just living in it. And uh, Joe Coffey says that he wants gals to have all the gold. So, setting up a future world title match between Joe Coffey and Walter Shirley. Main event of this show: Dave Mastiff versus Jordan Devlin. Um, this is a really good match here. I don't believe is is Dave met was Dave Mastiff undefeated at this point. I'm not really sure, but see a lot of limb work from Jordan Devlin. On to the to the, uh, the bigger Dave Mastiff. I think it was last week where uh, Devlin and Mastiff kind of had an interaction in the ring, and Jordan Devlin tried to hit his uh, Devil Inside Suplex. It's basically like a you pull him from the ground and whip him into like a suplex. But obviously Mastiff was too big, so he couldn't hit it. And he was also trying to in this match too. Like from the beginning all the way through the match, he was trying to hit it. He was trying to hit it, and then uh. He ends up getting the win here by hitting it while uh, Mastiff is on the second rope. So he basically like, pulls him off the second rope and like transitions it into the Devlin side suplex, which is a really cool spot. And there's the finishing sequence of the match there. It gets Devlin the win. And I believe is Mastiff's first loss, or at least one of his very few losses in NXT UK. So a huge win for Devlin there. They surely have big plans for this dude, and I hope they do. I think that dude has a lot of potential, not only in NXT UK, but in WWE as a whole. Next episode... November 7th, still in Brentwood, England. Uh, we start out with Joe Coffey versus Tyson T-Bone. Uh, Joe Coffey hasn't been on the show since the last takeover where he had a last man standing match with David Mastiff, uh, where Mastiff won by, uh, I believe he like slammed him off a, like a stage through tables or something. But uh, basically, Joe Coffey's been on the shelf since then selling the injuries and then so now he's returned this is his his in ring return to NXT UK facing off against Tyson T-Bone T-Bone's been kind of just a he's just been kind of fodder since he's been there he's like a brawling character but we haven't really He hasn't had really any character development or really any opportunity to establish who he is other than the fact that he wears street clothes and brawls i guess but not really over with the crowd so he's really just here to help joe coffee get over and joe coffee ends up winning with his discus lariat um it was an okay match here kind of just a brawling slugfest kind of match but really the goal here was to build up Joe Coffey and to remind people that he's a top contender in NXT UK. Next match is Isla Dawn versus Killer Kelly. These two chicks um, they've kind of been up and down since they've been there. Killer Kelly's been on the shelf for four months with a knee injury. Uh, Isla Dawn's kind of just been, she had like a few matches with Tony Storm, uh, so she's had a little, uh, little tastes of prominence in that brand, but for the most part she's kind of been on the lower tier. Um, so this match here is kind of to establish who has momentum, who's going to like get out of that lower tier and become uh, more prominent in the title picture. And uh, Isla Dawn ends up getting the win with a really sick looking half and half suplex, like a really pretty suplex with a great bridge. Um, it, was, it was a solid match here between these two. So Isla Dawn gets the win, so we'll see how she fits into the title picture after this. After that, we get a Cassius Ono pre-tape. If you remember the last episode, him and Tyler Bate had a little deal there where Bate made the save when Ono was trying to uh, attack a kid after their match. And Cassius Ono here in this pre-tape promo is basically talking about how he hates the term British Strong Style due to the fact that he's kind of, the reason that he's in... NXT UK is to highlight and illustrate what pure British wrestling is and what British wrestling can be, which is kind of tongue in cheek because he still takes those like shitty heel tactics, like, you know, low blows and throat punches when the referee's not looking and things like that. Um, but in his mind, he sees himself as a pure British wrestler and he doesn't like how done Trent seven, and uh, now Tyler Bate have turned British wrestling into something that it's not. And he thinks they're just doing that to kind of fit into what fans think is cool. So it's a cool little story there between Oh No and Bate. And they will have a match next week on NXT UK. Main event of this show is Flash, Morgan Webster, and Mark Andrews versus the grizzled young veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake. Uh, always... Great chemistry between these two. I think these two have had a couple matches in the past. Um, really good match here. Not a lot, of, not a lot of stakes, unfortunately, but definitely a good display um, of what these two can do in the tag team realm. Um, this match unfortunately ends in a no contest when Gallus interferes, starts attacking both teams. Um, then Imperium comes out, uh, just Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. They come out, enter the fray. They attack Gallus. They're attacking the other two teams. Basically, get to a situation where Gallus and Imperium are standing off, in which that puts it at that puts Gallus at a disadvantage because they only have three, and Imperium has four, including the NXT UK World Champion. Now, another little side piece to this puzzle is that um, Alexander Wolf has been trying to recruit Ilya Dragunov to their faction. So, as these, as Gallus and Imperium are standing off, Ilya Dragunov comes out, steps into the ring, and he makes it look like he's gonna stand with Imperium. So, he's like kind of on their side, but then he walks over to Gallus, basically letting Imperium know that fuck you guys, I don't like what you guys are doing, and I'm not gonna fall for your tricks and trying to recruit me. And man, this is like, I mean, I don't, if you guys remember Shield, and Wyatt family, like when they first had their standoff, I wouldn't put this quite at that level, but the, the pop that the crowd had when they like started fighting was probably one of the biggest pops I've seen on NXT UK and at, at least since the TakeOver for sure. It's a really cool moment here with the two factions kind of slugging it out for the first time. And I know um, even though I haven't watched all the episodes yet, I know TakeOver this weekend Walter will be defending his title against Joe Coffey, which makes sense to an extent because Joe Coffey kind of represents that Gallus faction. But judging from this little this little segment here, I mean, Ilya Dragunov, it seems like, could have been in that spot as well. But um, we'll see how it kind of plays out. Maybe it'll make more sense as we go along, but Ilya Dragunov was a star as this episode of NXT UK came to a close. Next episode... November 14th. This episode starts out with Zaya Brookside versus the NXT UK women's champion Kaylee Ray. Uh, it's been built up for a few weeks, as I stated in the uh, previous episodes. Uh, this match, Kaylee Ray ends up winning with her finisher. Um, you saw a good effort by Zaya here. Um, a few cases, she almost picked up the victory. Um, one particular case, she Landed a nasty Hurricane Rana on Kaylee Ray and um, hooked the legs and got a really close three count or a really close two count. But in the end, Kaylee Ray comes out victorious. Further establishes her as champion, and we will see who else steps up to challenge her next. Next match is Ligero versus Travis Banks. This is a rematch from a few weeks ago where they had a, a double pinfall draw. You know. Going into their first match, it was like... Okay, neither of these guys are really catching on with the audience. This match doesn't really matter. It's kind of just filler or whatever, whatever. But these guys have really good chemistry. And I've, um, enjoy- I have enjoyed this match and I enjoyed the previous match. Um, I think they have really good chemistry. And I think both of these guys... You know, like... Travis Banks had a feud with... Jordan Devlin, who is a megastar. And Ligero has been like of like a not a not a jobber but he's been kind of a stepping stone for other guys that have like a more prominent role in the company now but now that you're making these two face each other it's kind of forced them to branch out and it's forced them to each establish themselves as uh like big time characters in nxt uk they're not just nameless faces for somebody to beat they are the focal points but a good another good match here ultimately this match ends with Joseph Connors interfering basically attacking Lagero and uh Travis Banks doesn't see this attack so he kind of capitalizes hits slice of heaven on Lagero gets the pin and Travis Banks is your winner but as soon as he wins Joseph Connors hops back in there and beats the shit out of Travis Banks so both Lagero and Banks are laid out and Connor's grabs a mic which has he ever had mic time I'm not sure if he has it's been a very limited amount so it's good to see him he seems like a very character based kind of wrestler and it's unfortunate that he hasn't had a lot of time on the mic or a lot of time to establish his character because I think that's where he'll really thrive and like I said in the previous episode I think he's starting to get a little bit bit of momentum and uh, we got to see his motivations fleshed out here Um, because he was in the first UK um, the first NXT UK title tournament and he's claiming that he he was destined to win that championship but he didn't like one added layer of this that made it even better was that you know as connor's is out there attacking these guys he's actually like wearing the 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 shirt that has you know the the symbol of the original the uk title tournament like that original event banner you know how they all have like t-shirts for all the pay-per-views and all the events. He's wearing that UK title tournament t-shirt as he's doing this, so that's definitely establishing that. That is something that uh, Joseph Connors really uh, has ruminated about, and that is pretty much his motivation for everything that he's doing and why he's acting the way he's acting. He says he should have been at the first UK takeover, but he wasn't. So he really has a chip on his shoulder here, and he basically repeats over and over again that he is takeover worthy so this kind of establishes a end goal for him which i think is good because no longer will he just go out there and have meaningless matches he has a, a goal in sight and he has a motivation to attain that goal so good stuff from joseph Connors here he's a guy that's been there since the beginning and it's good to see him starting to catch on a little bit Main event was a barn burner. Tyler Bate versus Cassius Ono. This is uh, Bate's first match since that war he had with Walter. And um, Cassius Ono is always so entertaining in the ring. Just the way he does, he just, he, his attention to detail is on another level. He um, he does everything just a little bit differently. Even if just like his, his rest holds or his chain wrestling, it's always like fascinating to watch. And it really gelled with Tyler Bate's fighting from underneath style. Um and the finishing sequence of this match saw Tyler Bate hit a uh, a crazy airplane spin UFO type maneuver on Cassius Ono and uh sent Ono flying Bate then hits his Tyler Driver 97 1 2 3 Tyler Bate is your winner one of the one of the better matches I've seen from uh, NXT UK TV recently so awesome stuff from Tyler Bate and Cassius Ohno interesting it'll be interesting to see where tyler bait goes from here because you know he just had his title match he lost so it'll be interesting to see where he fits because you know they're not gonna leave him off on the takeover card so good stuff there can't wait to see what unfolds after this next episode november 21st uh is a new set of tapings for nxt uk i believe in uh, yorkshire england uh opens up with a match Trent Seven versus Kona Reeves. Really interesting to see Reeves make the trip to NXT UK from NXT US. Uh, apparently, he's been dealing with some sort of cheek injury. I think it's been keeping him, I guess, kept him off on the shelf for like a month or two. But uh, he's back here. He's looking like he's gotten himself in pretty good shape. He was looking kind of doughy before. But he comes out with Mike, cuts a promo on Trent Seven, cuts a promo on NXT UK, basically saying that this promotion is NXT's little, ugly, crooked-toothed sister, which I thought was a funny line there. Um, but good to see Kona, because, you know, NXT is so packed with talent nowadays, it's easy to get lost in the shovel, especially someone who's homegrown, like Kona Reeves, and someone who's still in the process of developing. Um, but I like how they're kind of embracing the fluidity of the brands, you know, NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live. It's all become fluid and people can move back and forth whenever. This episode was also during the Survivor Series build where, uh, like, all of those sister promotions were kind of banding together. So it seems like this point forward, NXT, NXT UK, you'll see a lot of flip-flop in between. But, uh, so, yeah, this match, Trent Seven versus Kona Reeves, pretty it was a solid match. Uh, seven ends up winning with the uh Burman hammer, so uh it's a good follow up on his previous win against Noam Dar, so they obviously have good plans or big plans for Trent seven and uh I'm all for it. the dude has a uh, hella charisma dude he's super likable the crowd is always hot for him keep him in the keep him in the spotlight man Trent seven deserves it next match we have a kid versus Jack Stars uh jack stars is like the uh, perpetual jobber of nxt uk but he was getting a good amount of offense here it was interesting to see him in like a 50 50 booked matchup um, i don't know if that's good for jack stars or bad for a kid but either way kid ends up getting the win with this awesome he wins with it kind of like a ring of rings of saturn type maneuver but it was like an awesome transition into it it's basically like a jumping arm bar transitioning into an omoplata into like the Rings of Saturn type hold I don't know what he calls it but I like um as I said earlier the dude has a uh, a background in MMA so obviously he has a a good foundation in Jiu Jitsu and I think that style is going to make him stand out cause you know you can have all the high flying and all the super kicks and all the whatever but to really differentiate yourself you need something like that so I like what we're seeing from A Kid and uh, his first couple matches. Um, looking forward to see what uh, what kind of talker he is and how his character progresses after this. After this, we have a uh, grizzled young veterans promo in the ring, basically saying that even though they lost their titles at the last takeover, they only lost those titles because it was a triple threat, and then and they also say that they'll bounce back. And they also demand a rematch for them for those titles, so surely they'll be in a title match soon. But under what circumstances? Who knows? But uh, I like this team. I think the tag division has like sneakily become like pretty, pretty good in NXT UK. Like originally, it seemed like it was just the grizzled young veterans and Mustache Mountain, but it seems like teams are kind of popping up here and there. Teams are starting to build and uh, it's quietly becoming one of the more uh, better tag divisions in the WWE. So, good on the Grizzled young veterans for uh, keeping their name strong and we'll see what happens next with them. Up next, we have the debut of Ridge Holland, who is uh formerly Luke Menzies. I think he's been on a few uh, NXT shows. Um, I guess he was like a jobber or whatever. I get, I it's, it's like crazy to consider him a jobber, though, because I don't know if the dude just gotten bigger since then or if he's always been big, and I just never noticed. But So we have this match between Ridge Holland and Oliver Carter, which is obviously it's just a, a display for Ridge and to uh, highlight what he can do in there. This dude is like young Brock Lesnar reincarnated. Like, every, from every, like, how he moves, how he looks, how he sells. I mean, if you take a young Brock Lesnar and then just add, like, a British slant to his style. Maybe he doesn't have, like, the amateur background, obviously, of a Brock Lesnar. But, you know, you take that power, that physique, that movement. And then you throw in that, that British grit. You know, the chain wrestling and the uppercuts and that just down and dirty style. That catch wrestling style. I mean... This dude has so much fucking potential, man. I'm really excited to see where he goes. I mean, I'll put him in the title picture, like, ASAP. Like, after this takeover, that dude better be in a high profile rivalry of some sort because that dude has limitless potential. I don't think. I, I bet he won't be on NXT UK much longer. I mean, that dude is going to break that ceiling quick. So, uh. Awesome debut from Ridge Holland. Wins with the uh, Northern Lights bomb type maneuver after like a this sick headbutt, man. Good shit. Good shit. Um, main event here: Alexander Wolf versus Ilya Dragunov. Um, I went into this match expecting like a uh, like a pretty good match, but nothing special. But hooey, man. I don't think Alexander Wolf gets talked about enough you know he kind of came in under the the sanity banner you had Killian Dane getting a lot of a lot of uh a lot of looks for his size his look and his athleticism you have Eric's Eric Young for his just his name and his tenure in the business and then Nikki Cross obviously as a really really unique women's character and Alexander Wolf kind of like was almost an afterthought in that group but I think this 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 match right here between Wolf and Dragunov is probably the best one-on-one match involving a member of Sanity ever like he just does he has like that this attention to detail that you don't see a lot and I think that's what separates him from a lot of people I mean I, I might even put this match above Ilya Dragunov versus Cesaro I Really enjoyed it. it. It kind of embodied a lot of what I like about British wrestling and it had a really cohesive story and I, I, I shouldn't be surprised That these two had really great chemistry because apparently Alexander Wolf trained Ilya Dragunov So they had that little story behind that and that added a lot to it They kind of had homages during the match that uh, that Wolfe was kind of the teacher and Dragunov is the student in addition to that You know, Wolf is kind of keeping the Imperium guidelines in mind. How uh, they believe that the mat is sacred. So there are a few points in the match where Wolf is getting frustrated. And he, like, goes to use a chair or goes to, like, choke him with a cable. But then he doesn't. He, like, has this internal struggle within himself and ends up not using weapons because the mat's sacred and he wants to preserve the uh, sanctity of the sport. So uh, he's keeping everything in his character in mind during this match which is awesome we all know how good Dragunov is we all know the future that he has and how he just connects with the fans he has that like inner charisma that is just like uh, innate like you can't teach that there's one spot in this match in particular where uh Dragunov was so Wolf was down on the mat and Dragunov goes to the top rope looking for a senton but then Wolf like just rolls to the other side of the ring which is such like a a cool thing because it's, it, it like embraces the realism of it because you're not like healthy enough to get up on your feet and retaliate, but you you see the guy about to attack, so he rolls to the other side of the ring, but then Dragonov still is able to hit him with a coast to coast drop kick. I, th- I thought that was all around awesome, that spot right there, and then the the closing sequence of this match, you had Dragonov going for his finisher, that torpedo Moscow, which is basically like a running headbutt and then Wolf counters it with a DDT like in midair and one one like and then he follows it up with a with his powerbomb for the win right but one like a minor thing that I love about that finishing sequence is that a lot of times you'll see like a wrestler hit another wrestler with a really strong move and then just he, he he won't go for the pin he'll just go for another move right after it but when wolf hit that ddt he went for the pin because he thought that was going to end the match like he's in there to win the match and he's keeping that in mind so when he hits that ddt he goes for the pin to try to win and then when he doesn't win he just follows up right away with the powerbomb and gets the win you know it's not just like an arbitrary combination of moves it's like an actual struggle to win a competitive matchup i'm babbling a little bit but i love this match so much uh uh, Alexander Wolf gets the win then after the match you have Imperium getting involved attacking Dragonov, and then Gallus follows in to try to uh, and, and they run off Imperium uh, Joe Coffee even gets a spot in where he German suplexes Walter so uh, establishes a bit of vulnerability on Walter's part when it comes to Joe Coffey looks like they're building up to a one on one match between these two um, and they are like I said I already know that they are but Really a big, uh, kind of starting the one-on-one build between those two. So good shit. Good shit all around. I like this gang warfare angle they're going with. Crowd loves it. I love it. Good stuff. Next episode, November 28th, 2019. Uh, still in whole England. Opens up with Ginny versus Piper Niven. So we got some women's action here. It's kind of a solid match. Nothing, nothing to go out of your way to watch, but... Piper Niven gets the win here after uh, Jazzy Gabbert gets ejected from ringside. So it basically leaves Ginny as a vulnerable, skinny little uh, whatever the fuck she is to uh, just get decimated by Piper Niven. Piper gets on the mic after, basically states that she's coming for the UK Women's Championship. So she is challenging Kaylee Ray to a match. Then, uh, then Ray comes out, comes out to the ring, and just slaps the shit out of Piper. Um, So they end up getting into a little little scrap. Kaylee Ray gets run out of the ring, and then who comes back? Tony Storm. If you remember, Tony was the former women's champion in NXT UK and lost the title to Kaylee Ray. And we haven't really seen Tony on NXT UK since then, so this is kind of her return to the show, attacking Kaylee Ray, while keeping Piper Niven in the picture as well. So the women's title picture is starting to kind of manifest itself. It's starting to become clear as we head towards Takeover Blackpool. Next match is a uh, returning Eddie Dennis. I had uh, almost forgotten about Eddie Dennis. I, th- I guess he tore peck a few months ago so he's been on the shelf for like half a year at least so it's eddie dennis versus uh debuting Doris gordon who i guess is their newest jobber um eddie dennis gets the win here they're establishing that so eddie dennis and trent seven are, i guess are longtime friends um but i guess there's been some hostility lately and darice gordon is actually a trainee of trent seven so there's a little tie in there as well and there's little things in the match where Eddie Dennis is kind of mocking Trent Seven, like the way he gets into the ring with that little roll. And he actually used Trent Seven's finisher, that seven-star's lariat, during the match as well. So building to a future match between those two for sure. Next match is uh, Noam Dar versus Ashton Smith. Uh, two guys that are kind of haven't been winning a lot lately. So looking to gain some momentum here. Uh, pretty good match between the two, actually. Um, Even though there's not a huge amount of stakes involved, it was a match that I really enjoyed. Both guys ended up looking strong afterwards, but uh, Noam gets the win here uh, with the Novarola main event. Crazy main event. Uh, We have an eight-man tag match. We have Imperium versus Gallus and Ilya Dragunov. A lot of tie-ins here, a lot of intertwined stories. You have Joe Coffey and Walter building towards a world title match. You have uh, Imperiums Eikner and Bartel in the tag division against the champions Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, and then as uh, as you saw last week, you have Ilya Dragunov and uh, Alexander Wolf and a feud of their own. So a lot of tie-ins here, gang warfare, lots of good shit here. Um, match actually ends in a no contest with um, each of their each of like the respective rivalries basically uh, flowing out to the outside. Ref can't control it, so he just rings the bell. Since uh, it just pretty much turns into chaos. There was one cool spot during the match that I want to note is where uh, so everyone's kind of like hitting their finishers on everybody, and everybody's kind of laid out on the outside of the ring. And the only two people on the apron are Walter and Joe Coffey, and they're both like sitting there waiting for the tag. So you got kind of like that slow build towards the towards the collision between those two, and then you got to see a little. A little bit of interaction between those two physically i wasn't sure about how this match would be or how this build would be towards that match but i'm liking it so far between joe coffee and walter um seems like they have a good amount of chemistry and it could just be a pretty good hoss fight at a uh, takeover blackpool so good stuff all around there so uh in the interest of time here um i think i'm going to avoid going into the match by match detail for the rest of the episodes um, just to provide some context here I, uh, I started recording this on Friday morning um, So I watched a bunch of episodes on Friday And I uh, was busy Friday night And was busy uh, Saturday morning And most uh, Saturday afternoon Which is when I'm recording right now um, And my goal with this is to have it Out to you guys With enough time to kind of listen to it Before the, uh, the takeover event on Sunday and it's on noon Sunday, so it's not that much time. So, um, in the interest of time and to make sure it's out soon enough, I think I'm just kind of, kind of like jump into the the review of NXT UK Takeover Blackpool because um, I think because pretty much what I've covered so far has highlighted the rivalries that are going to be involved and has kind of documented the origins of the feuds and uh, the kind of stakes that are involved and how all the characters and kind of interactions have progressed as the weeks have gone by. Uh, So yeah, NXT UK, Blackpool happening this Sunday. Uh, Currently five matches are advertised. Uh, Just starting uh, straight from the bottom here. We got Trent Seven versus Eddie Dennis. Um, Like I said earlier, there's a history between these two. Um, There was a situation where Eddie Dennis is almost like the fourth guy in British strong style, but he, for whatever reason, wasn't you know wasn't deemed valuable enough to make you know his way over to the WWE when the other three did. So there's kind of like a chip on his shoulder in that sense, which they've kind of alluded to, but not really. It's been kind of of a lot of um a lot of mystery. And uh, I will say that I you know, even I haven't seen like the you know last maybe like three or four episodes, but I'm um I'm on WWE WWE.com reading the previews and basically the. The premise here is that Eddie has a problem with Trent, but Trent doesn't really understand why he has a problem. So they're probably kind of leaving that as an ambiguous thing. And they're not, I think it's kind of a a story that will continue to unfold, but Trent seven versus Eddie Dennis will happen on takeover. Um, Should be interesting. They've been building up Trent ever since he, uh, he's kind of breaking off, broken off on his own. Um, Even though him and Tyler, I guess are still friends and, you know I mean Trent seven's been a single star for the past couple months and uh been getting a lot of wins and Eddie Dennis has has uh just recently returned from injury and uh, has picked up a few wins himself so be yeah, a good little match here to see um, you know who to keep uh, the momentum behind I'm sure like I said I'm sure this rivalry rivalry will continue after takeover. But uh, interesting little story they got going on there. Next match, we have uh, Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin. This There's no way this won't be match of the night, in my opinion. Um, actually, you know what? Now I'm looking at the card. You know There's a couple good matches there, so maybe not. But it's probably the match I'm looking forward to the most. Um, I mean, you look at WWE as a whole, all of the brands, Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin are at the very top. I think both these guys, you can throw in the top ten of all of wwe and when we saw tyler Bate get his shot at the last takeover we know what he's capable of um and he's the former uk champion himself but uh jordan devlin is a guy that i'm really surprised has not been involved in the title picture really at all um other than uh, i think he had a match with pete dunn early on for the title but other than that he's kind of been um not an afterthought i mean he's still a pretty prominent part of the show but i think that i think that man has a A huge future in NXT UK, I think you'll definitely see him with the strap sooner rather than later. Um, So it'll be a good match. I guess I should throw in some predictions in here, huh? I guess I didn't really predict the first one. So Trent Seven versus Eddie Dennis. I'm gonna go with uh, probably Eddie Dennis here. He lost his... um, He had a couple losses to Dave Mastiff, so I think this will be a kind of a bounce back for him. And then in uh, Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin. I'm going to go with Jordan Devlin. I think he needs this big win on this big stage. Then uh, the next match, crazy. Um, a four-way ladder match for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. We have uh, Gallus's Mark Coffey and Wolfgang versus Imperium's Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner versus the Grizzled Young Veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Um It's kind of, we've we've kind of been going over it during this podcast. There's been a lot of interaction between each of these four teams, you know, individually. Um, and like I said, man, the UK tag title scene is pretty competitive and pretty intriguing. Um, so just might as well just thrall all these teams in one match, right? One car crash ladder match, right? Um, (laughs) So I'm definitely excited for that. I love a good ladder match, and I have no doubt that these guys are going to kill it. After that, you have the NXT UK Women's Championship. It is a triple threat match. You have the champion Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm versus Piper Niven. Tony Storm's, I guess, is basically looking for revenge against Kaylee Ray. I know they are like longtime friends, so there's like a personal vendetta involved. But also, Tony just wants her title back. And then uh, Piper Niven is kind of. Um, like i said earlier she got the torch passed to her from rhea ripley she's that new uh that new powerhouse and she's been dominant since she's debuted in nxt uk i don't know if she's i don't believe she's lost yet i think she's still undefeated so she's you know for that reason it's obvious that she requires a title shot so all three of these ladies sure it'll be a pretty good match we'll see how they all gel together um oh fuck i didn't i didn't predict the tag team match did i um the tag team match i will uh man i'm gonna go with uh gallus retaining i think because they they just retained it or they just won the titles right and uh maybe maybe they've had like one or i don't know if they defended it unless they defended it in the, the last few episodes that i didn't watch yet um but i think they're still too fresh into their title reign and i think they have more legs to uh to make that title reign something and i think gallus just needs uh all the big wins they can get because I think they uh, they, hey, they they get some momentum here, but then they'll lose it. So I'm gonna predict Gallus winning the tag team match and then the women's match. I don't think it's gonna be Tony Storm because I think it's inevitable that she's probably just gonna move on to NXT US. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Kaylee Ray comes out with the victory here, just like uh, just like Gallus. I mean, her title win's pretty recent. So, I think she's going to get at least a few title defenses before she loses it. So, I'm going to guess Kaylee Ray is going to win that match. And then the main event, you have Walter versus Joe Coffey. Um, just going to be a, a big boy, big lads match. Love that kind of stuff, especially in the UK scene. Um, Joe Coffey is kind of coming, coming into his own as kind of the babyface in this feud. You, know, you have that whole that gang warfare angle to it i'm sure that's kind of coming to play in this match a lot as well um so it should be pretty entertaining i still think walter's gonna come out the winner here i think that i think walter will probably be champ for at least a year um he's just too dominant and uh i'm hoping people forgot that he just got molly by drew mcintyre at survivor series but that's not canon for nxt uk so we'll pretend that never happened um but yeah, I think Walter will come out with the win here for sure. All these matches on this show, I'm uh, pretty excited for. I think this NXT UK they always put out great takeover events. People always love them. People always say, "Oh man, I need to keep up with NXT UK." Man, they they put out some good stuff. And you know, as I've been as I've been saying all along in this podcast, and as I I say all the time in other podcasts and on my other social media nxt uk is a sleeper show it's a show that people might not watch but it's some of the best content out there as far as wrestling goes and it's gonna be uh tuning into this tomorrow at noon for sure and i will uh have my thoughts on it in uh, some shape or form after the show and with that i think uh i think that pretty much covers it man Thank you all for listening. Once again, uh, be sure to give me a follow. Give me a give me a subscribe, not only on this podcast, but on my Instagram, the hardest part of the ring and on my Twitter at Apron Bump and uh, don't just get hard. Stay hard.